Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cass and Bucky's Pivoting Adventures for Business. This episode is going to be a little bit of a rerun. We tried recording a couple of weeks ago and unfortunately didn't quite pan out. So here we are for round two. Bucky, you're here. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Good. Answers probably won't be as good as last time, but you know, might as well do them again. We're going to do as <laughs> the best that we can. So uh, the previous time part one where we tried to record this we talked a bit about a career fair that josh went to in texas so josh why don't you kind of just give us a brief synopsis overview of of what that was where it was and uh why you went yeah so as a part of the mba program that i'm in everybody tries to get an internship in between their first and their second year and there's one really big fair it changes where it is, but this year it was down in Houston, Texas. And so a bunch of, bunch of classmates and I flew over from Atlanta. It's a two, three day event, depending on what you do. But basically while you're there, all you're trying to do is either land a job or uh, network with companies and, and find different avenues to event, eventually get those kinds of internships. And we really want to talk about this because career fairs are a really cool way to make network networking contacts at companies that you want to work for and since there's so many in the same room it's very easy to go meet a lot of people so for me this is purely looking at MBA internships but there's career fairs for almost anything under the sun there's technology career fairs there's internship career fairs for undergrads there's career fairs for folks just looking to get entry-level jobs in many different facets of uh of your working careers yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, and I think one thing to add as well is it's most people that go to career fairs, would you say that it's people kind of at the beginning or start of their career versus if they're a mid or senior level uh, positions? Yeah, I think that's what was so interesting about this is it was not only just people doing MBAs. There, I mean, there was also some people that were maybe 40 or 50 doing like a executive MBA, evening MBA, and they're looking to transition anyways. And so for them, they're already, you know, reasonably well into their career. I'm years into my career, but I have to be going back for an MBA now. Um, little caveat about me, I'm about, I'm about 30. So I already have working experience under my belt. I've realized what I want to do long-term in my career. And now it's just finding a company where, my values and what what my career track uh, aligns with what those companies offer. Yeah, most most of my experience with career fairs were either in college or right after college. They were just the college career fairs. So uh, it's interesting to have your perspective and and saying seeing other people that are older at these. So I think it really covers the whole board of no matter what point in your career you're at. I think a lot of these ideas and principles that we'll talk about today and also uh, later this week what you know you people would really be able to grab some value from this so let's start off and I wanted to ask you uh, what were your expectations for the career fair I, I mean was this a career fair that that was similar to what you've gone to before was it different or what kind of what were you thinking what were your expectations yeah, I, I think, uh, I mean, one of the main reasons why I wanted to record this this week's podcast in particular for career fairs is 
up until this one, I never really treated them very seriously. I think definitely in undergrad, they were always like the place to go to get like, you know, free pens, free bags, free USBs, like little, little things that they hand out. And it's kind of fun to see if you can get one of those by talking, but I'd never really, I guess, tried very hard to land a job. So my expectations were very different for this career fair. And this one was purely, uh, it was purely focused on just making contacts and understanding what people are going to hire for. I'm, I'm very lucky that I go to a good institution that has a well-renowned MBA program. So many employers come to our school on site specifically to, I guess, recruit MBA students out of our program. So the, the actual risk of not having an internship next year isn't that big of a deal, but understanding how the networking process works to land one of those jobs for me was, was a, a key key thing I wanted to understand from this career fair. And so most of my prep for the fair was around under, was really about understanding what companies are looking for and then finding out how do I make sure that I have a good interaction with them so that come, you know, January, February, March, when those companies come back on campus specifically to recruit us, I already understand all of the basic lingo. And now it's just, do we have a connection from me as a person and them as a company? Yeah. So it sounds like there's a real difference in your, at least your experience between college career fairs and more professional career fairs. One thing that you kind of pointed out that uh, might be a differing factor between those two is that companies may be more intently looking for the students the MBA students that are attending these career fairs. So in terms of the university, did the university prepare you for anything specific for this career fair? Did they expect that you had to do a bunch of work on the back end for yourself? Uh, How did that whole, whole thing work? Yeah, I think at least for the group that I went with, there's many different, there's many different varieties of what people were looking for. And so for me, I was trying to make connections that I will eventually capitalize on. There were some people in my program that were specifically going to land an internship or to land a job. And then there were some people that, you know, they're, they have a much larger career pivot than I might have. And so they might be going from, say, a marketing background to they want to do something in operations or strategy, or, you know, maybe, maybe do something on the IT side. So for them, only two two months into the program, they don't have the the knowledge or the skills like we were talking about last week. They haven't developed them enough to go have those good conversations. And so for them, all they're trying to do is understand what companies are looking for, so that they commit they can plan out their next couple steps in their career pivot with regards to skills. For me, with the university, since they want us to be successful, they kind of give and take in regards to what they give us. I mean, we do a lot of prep around like resumes, cover letters, executive presence, basic things that everyone should have, but maybe they necessarily don't. Like, because I landed a job out of college with somebody that I working, I had never really written a resume before. And so for me, writing a resume took like a week or two, going back and forth with uh, my career services advisor, going back and forth with peers. It took a while to really flush out like what I had in terms of actual documentation. Um, And then most of it afterwards, once you have all that documentation, most of it's just personal preparation, right? 
And so we were mm -hmm. given the layout of the floor. We were given uh, what companies would be there, what positions they were recruiting for. And then the rest of the time beforehand, I was just taking, doing a little bit of background research. Okay. So really the university was just helping you, I mean, really at, kind of at the start of your MBA, not career, but starting your MBA program, they helped you go through and write a uh, elevator pitch. They've helped you with the resume. So they're really preparing you for those basic documents uh, that you would have to do on the front end for any job or career switch. And then on the back end, you really just prepared yourself individually. One comment that you made was that uh, like you specifically connection to your date versus other going to land a job. Was that difference there uh, a difference between uh, first year students looking to capitalize uh, to form connections versus second year final students going to graduate actually trying to land a job or was was it intermixed i mean i i think it was really intermixed so like i there's maybe 300 400 companies there recruiting i would say maybe 40 or 50 of them per campus to recruit and so not every company that's there is actually going to come through campus so if you want a job with them that's that's really the target time to get in and talk with them right it's much it's much easier to make a connection in person than over the phone so for those companies, especially if you want an internship or a job with them, I mean, that was, that was the perfect time to talk with them. Me personally, I came to a school yeah. based on our connections with uh, other companies. And so the companies that come and recruit on site are the ones that are in my top three, four or five companies. So I wasn't necessarily too concerned. Um, I would say another big differentiator is that for me, I don't feel the need to go and just get a job now where some other people do and i i assume if you're making a career pivot and you're going to a career fair you're typically not out there necessarily looking to just make connections for fun you're typically there to get a job most people don't go to career fairs for fun um but at the same time i think if you play, place that pressure on yourself you won't necessarily have as good as an interaction with people at those fairs as you might if you were just trying to network and so I think I had I was very successful while I was there just because most of my prep and most of where my head was going into the career fair was not trying to land the be-all end-all job but it was just trying to network so most of my prep wasn't around maybe acing an interview or acing a conversation it was just how do I make sure that people understand where I'm from what I'm trying to do and that I do it in a friendly way that they want to keep talking to me. So let's go dive a little bit more into that and building connection, uh, going for the intent of building connections versus trying to land that final position. Um, what were some of the methods that you used or tools that you wanted to equip yourself with to prepare you for this? Was there, uh, did you know what type of position you were specifically going for? What company you wanted to specifically look at? What was your personal preparation like? Yeah, I think for most of the preparation, it really comes down to just doing, doing research, right? I think you're going to get in there and at career fairs, you know, 
even even if you have a full interview, the maximum amount of time you have there is 30 minutes, maybe an hour. And that, go, that goes for any job, career fair or not. But doing the prep ahead of time, I always think you should do at least twice as much research as you do in person, like in an in interview. It's kind of like preparing a paper, right? If you do hours of research and prep ahead of time on how you're going to write your paper, it's much easier to just go and write the paper once you have the outline. So most of my prep for me was first starting with the why am I career pivoting? That should be obvious as I've already gone to MBA school. And so for me, that wasn't too much of an issue. Then it becomes what, what am I trying to do? And so for me, I'm trying to land another job in operations, specifically probably related to service or commercial. And so that really limits the amount of companies I can go and talk to in terms of what they're hiring for. And so I, there was three or 400 companies there from that. I go and look at their positions and maybe I think there was like 50 that ended up coming up with positions like in the, in the realm of what I wanted to do. And then from there, it's targeting the companies that I would really like to go and talk to. So coming up with a list of maybe 10 or 15, doing research on those and then saying, okay, who are my top three or five that I really want to spend some time and make good connections with. And then doing a lot of research on them. So like understanding the financial reports, going through and then understanding maybe what their value system is. Like for some companies, if you get up there and you can't name what their values are for them, they're just, they just don't really care, right? There's a lot of people always applying for these jobs. I think some of them have like 100 or 1,000 people, uh, not interviewing, but sending in their resumes or asking for an interview for every job that they fill. And so it's very competitive. And if you don't do your research, you're immediately at a disadvantage compared to everybody else who's done a little bit. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap this episode up. Um, Bucky, you got a great story up your sleeve. I can tell on that last point that you made. So uh, in order to hear that, you're going to have to wait to the next episode. Uh, which will premiere on Thursday at 2 a.m. Uh, don't forget to catch us. And if you have any comments, questions, or would just like to say hi, you can always email us at cassandbucky at gmail.com. We're glad and, and thankful that you're here with us and can't wait to see you next time.